Hi guys and welcome back to the FBL Max Reaction Pod and this is episode 13 and this is the second time we've tried to record this because of technical difficulties and we've obviously been off for the past two weeks. I was ill um, and, and again we had technical difficulties last week so we're going to jump straight in. We know what we need to say again because we've, we've already done this so once already but yeah how did you get how have you got on in the two weeks that we've been gone Max? So relatively well, Lewis, um, in game week 11, I got 74 points, um, which was a rank rise for me of 352k to 174k. Um, a couple of blanks here and there, but overall was a good week, game week 11. Great stuff. I think game week, yeah, game week 11 was similar. Um, obviously, I, I benched Cancelo, which was a huge uh, mistake. So he was my first sub and he, he got four. Obviously, he got, he got that whopping haul of 14 points that week. Um, but still, regardless, a good week, uh, 60 points in game week 11, which took me from that dreaded 1.2 million rank to 800k. So that was a 400k climb which is really good um it's a great it's a great sort of climb um and, and yeah i'm really happy with with that week um now let's just look at the back of the the previous week that's just gone um so the week that we had the technical difficulties um and 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 go for your team max for uh for game week 12 yes yeah, so 74 points for me again um i had a strong Back line, so Cancelo with the 12 points, Alexander-Arnold with 15, Rudiger with 14. Steel in goal, unfortunately, got me two points. I had White come in into my defence, which he had zero points, mm. as we know what happened uh, against Liverpool. But that he only came in because Rafinha um, was ill and didn't play. I had Havertz yep. with the three points in midfield, Salah with 16, as he was my captain. Uh, Smith-Rowe and Son both getting two points, which was unfortunate. Uh, Tony with the six points up top with a goal and Antonio with two. Um, in t- my only frustration was my plan was to bring in Benteke and Yossa. Right. I mentioned this on Twitter, but because uh, Havertz was, was starting and Lukaku wasn't playing, I kind of felt that it wasn't as necessary and it would have cost me a minus four as well because I would have needed to upgrade. Um, so yeah, apart from that though, a really good week and a slight rank rise to 153k. So, so nice, yeah. a nice, a nice rank rise there, in 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 regards to both weeks together, and in, in the two weeks that we've um, sort of missed recording. Um, happy we rank so far. Yeah, definitely. I'm really happy. I, for me, it's just about uh, keeping that consistency. Um, as I said before, you know that 50 point mark is what I what I normally aim for. I've only kind mm. of gone below that like twice, I believe, only by a few points. So I'm I'm just trying to make sure I kind of up amongst it each week and that. You know, with the key kind of, you have to go with the players that are scoring the most points. But of, of course, going for you got, I need to try and fit a couple of different, more differential players in there to help get me some more rank, in terms of rank rises as well. Great. So yeah, you've had a good, you've had a, a really good um, couple of weeks, um, and so you know, so you should be happy in terms of my own. Um, we saw Steele get two points. So he came, obviously came in for Sanchez this week and didn't keep a clean sheet. Uh, Cancelo got 12 points, uh, Trent 15 points, Chilwell 9 points, um, and Reese James a big, a big, big 12 points. Um, Williams came in as a sub um, because Rafina didn't play, 
Um, Son got two points, which was quite surprised at because obviously, you know, they had that 2 1 win against Leeds and for some reason didn't manage to uh, return, which was weird, wasn't it? Son and Kane not returning in a 2 1 win. Yeah, definitely. Expensive players to not return as well. Yeah. So, yeah, Salah, um, captaincy, 16 points. It wasn't fantastic, was it? But um, but yeah, he keeps on ticking, doesn't he? He keeps on going, Sally. You just you just get to a point now where you just can't really not captain him, can you? No, I think it's because he had two one game week, or maybe that he hasn't got any form of attack in return. So <laughs> crazy yeah. numbers. He's flying. He's flying at the moment. Um, so Smith for over two points. He came on for the uh, for Rafina, who didn't play, and Tony got two points. Tony finally scored over six points. Um, which was okay. I mean, it was a game where he could have got more points, I felt. I think it was 3-3. Um, and he could have scored a hat-trick, actually. He could have scored at least two goals, um, which was quite disappointing. Um, he never, he's always disappointing, isn't he, even when he returns. But, but yeah, he's he's cheap. You know, he if he can carry these six points on, then, you know, then great. Um, 79 points in total. Um, another good week. So two good weeks in a row for me and you, it looks like. Disappointed that it wasn't 80 or 90 because obviously Rafinha and Gabriel Jesus didn't play. Um, but yeah, 79 points. Happy with that, uh, I suppose. Um, another rank rise from 800k to 600k. So another 200. So I've actually halved my 1.2 million rank in the two game weeks down to 600k, which is great. It's great progress. Uh, just need to keep pushing now. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at. 150k was it, Max? You are, yeah, and yeah, 600k for me. Um, and if it sounds like I'm not disappointed with 600k, it's because I moan about it so much that I'm just used to being at 600k, uh, used to having sort of a bad rank now. Um, so we're just hoping that we can um, improve that, and we've got plenty of time to do that anyway. Um, so yeah, let's just move on to one of the big topics at the moment, and that's wing backs in FPL Max. What do you want to talk about in terms of wing-backs at the moment? I think firstly, it's just their value. While they the, the wing-backs we are talking about are, of course, you know, James Chilwell, Alexander-Arnold and Cancelo, um, and they might be classed as the more premium defenders and many might look at them and think, oh, I'm not sure, you know, he's quite costly. At the end of the day, currently, I think there's only, as we... As we know, I think there's only a couple of players, maybe Salah and one more, that got actually more points than them. Um, the potential for attacking returns is 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 very clear. Like every other week now, they're getting you know assists or, or goals, um, and so you know they offer a lot um, going forward. And of course, they're playing for teams that are very very strong defensively um, with some favourable fixtures as well. I think that going big at the back is is definitely paying off, um, and people that aren't it is definitely affecting, you know, your performance and and your rank as well. So yeah, definitely players to consider. So yeah, in terms of um, in terms of wingbacks, they're pretty much dominating the game at the moment. You know, we we're all pretty much on like the likes of Trent, Chilwell, James, Cancelo. Um, if you look at the total score currently, you've got Salah. And then you've got in uh, you've got in second Trent uh, for seventy nine with seventy nine points. Third Cancelo with seventy nine points, and Reese James with seventy five points. So you've got uh, three out of the top four point scorers in FPL um, are wing backs at the moment, and, and and that just sort of shows the sort of form they're in at the moment. 
Um, and I mean, you'd probably want one of each, wouldn't you? You'd want a Chelsea one. You'd want a. You'd want the Liverpool one. And you'd want the, the 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 City one, Max, wouldn't you? I think so. I think it's while you know, some people there is often uh, some negative kind of feedback on going for these many what many would call template players. But for me, I. I don't really get the argument a lot of the time. Oh, you know, I've got you've people who've got a template team. You've got players that are scoring the most points. I mean, is that not what you're meant to do in FPL? <laughs> so, I mean, for me, yeah, you have Cancelo, Alexander Arnold, you know, James, um, and of course, as we know, you know, some unfortunate news coming with, with regards to Chilwell. But, you know, these are players that are, are, are getting forward, um, they're, they're getting the minutes. And, and they're getting the potential clean sheets as well. Um, so, yeah, definitely players to consider. Exactly. And I think, obviously, with the Chilwell news today, it's come out that he he's potentially um, damaged his ACL, um, which would leave him out until at least the rest of the year. Um, this is according to the Telegraph, Matt Law, and some other sources. Um, nothing from the club just yet, uh, but I imagine it won't be far from that. Potentially worse, we don't know. Um, but what what that does suggest is that Alonso um, is likely to come in for Chelsea in that left wing back position. Um, although, okay, he could rotate with the likes of Aspilicueta or someone else randomly because I'm not too sure he's capable of. Um, I think he's lost Tuchel's trust to be honest, and I don't think Tuchel's happy that he has to sort of settle with Alonso. But we know how good Alonso is going forward, um, and he also plays next to Rudiger. Um, so it sort of gives you that extra security in, in terms of pace because he can often get caught on the on the break, um, unlike Chilwell. Uh, so and yeah, in terms of Alonso, he he should be up there. He should be one of the top targets now for people. Um, people might have been looking at the likes of Son or or the likes of Yotta, but but when you when you look in terms of wing backs, you know we've just discussed that they sort of have two routes to points at the moment. They have the attacking returns and the clean sheets. And Liverpool, Man City and Chelsea are looking good for clean sheets at the moment as well as the attacking returns. So so yeah, in, in, in terms of in terms of wing backs, that's that's where we're at. Um it, you if you haven't got two or three, then you could probably get probably do with, with two or three, maybe even four if you may. Um and it's and again it's sort of helped me in that two week period that um, I was climbing the ranks. Obviously, they're going to become templates soon, so get them in quick while you can, and um, and 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 while you can make gains. Exactly it, it, now is the time to get them in. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at with the wing backs. Um, that really performing, three out of the four top highest FPL points scorers at the moment. Um, and yeah, there's not much more to say on that to be honest. So let's just look at the. Man United assets. Um, they took a 2-0 win against Villarreal. Didn't look convincing. Um, it's still the first clean sheet in five games since the Spurs win. Um, second or third for the entire season. Carrick's obviously took over as interim manager. Whether there'll be a huge um, a, a sort of huge difference? Um, maybe not. Um, but there's always, the, there's always the chance that the players just don't like the manager or lose trust in the manager and stop playing. Um, and I think that was the case with Oli. So we saw Ronaldo score in the, in the Champions League yesterday. Um, he, he's looking on form. Bruno, I think he got an assist as well. So the reason I've brought up United is because we soon soon we see the United um, fixtures turn. 
they play Chelsea, so probably avoid that one. Arsenal. Would be keen yeah, on that one. I avoid that one as well. <laughs> and um, to be honest, I think I think I would still avoid Arsenal. I think Liverpool are Liverpool, aren't they? You know, you you you're either gonna, you know, give them a good game, or you or you're gonna get flattened. So it, I think that was the case with Arsenal, and I just don't see. I'm, I'm not convinced by United against Arsenal. However, after Arsenal, you look at the likes of Crystal Palace, Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley, Wolves. Just sort of the list goes on forever, and and it, it it's it's that period of fixtures that the template could be could be ruined in a positive way um you know similar to the Chelsea wingbacks the win the wingbacks of the game at the moment um to gain ground um in 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 ranks you would be looking at that period of fixtures and thinking maybe i can differentiate my team from the template and gain ground there because there's a lot of questions around the united attack and rightly so um is it worth breaking our backs to get the United players in? Are they inevitable anyway? Because those fixtures, after all, you know, Palace, Norwich, Brentford, you know, it, are they too good to miss out on, Max? I think it depends how you look at it. Fixtures versus form. The last seven games, United have won one, drawn one and lost five games. Um, I believe that is up there. I think the only team that's worse, I believe, is possibly Villa. Um but yeah, in terms of performance, United currently are, are not performing at all. In terms of them, fixtures are very good and are up there with you know the, the best fixtures out there. But it's for me, it's about monitoring whether the, the attacking assets are su- you know they're suddenly going to be changing the form. Okay, they won in the week, you know, and they got a clean sheet. Um, but it's it'd be interesting to see how they do against for me Chelsea and Arsenal are a good way to monitor how where where United are. Um, I mean, of course Chelsea, we don't need to go into you know how well they're doing. Um, so and of course, as of late, apart from the Liverpool game, we've been quite resolute from, from a defensive point of view. So if we see perhaps you know in them two games, the players starting to gel a bit, there seems to be kind of a new bounce around the place. Um, because yeah, we can see sometimes manage about you know improvements in performance. We saw you know on the weekend, you know Villa, uh, Norwich now got a got a win. Um, Newcastle, you know got got the draw up. Yeah. So you know it could potentially see like you said, you know were players not playing for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Was there a, perhaps a, the fact that you know the players weren't enjoying themselves they want the right coaches the right tactics whatever it may be but i think for the next two fixtures it'd be interesting to see how they do for me attacking assets who do you go for for me it's either bruno fernandez or ronaldo and they cost a lot of money hmm. i mean ronaldo and bruno fernandez form isn't that bad i think what they've got i think ronaldo's got four goals maybe bruno's got three i think and i think ronaldo's got three assists maybe bruno's got four it's not, you know, in comparison to some of the players out there, it's not, you know, amazing, but it's still, it's still, you know, it's decent. But for them, for their sort of prices, you know, we we, we want more more than that. And I think over the next, for me, I'm personally going to monitor them, see how they do in the next two games. And then I, even Palace, you know, Palace are doing very well. They're one of the most informed teams at the moment in terms of their recent form. Um, you know, I mean, in the last, what's it, seven games, I think they've won, one like is it five, 
five five games drawn, one lost, one I believe, or something like that. Mm. So you know they're they're re- very good in form as well. So there's tough three games for the new you know, for Carrick as well. So it's something to monitor there. Um, but yeah, definitely they're they're on my radar. But be got to be careful because you don't want to yeah. completely rip up your team and think, oh, Ronaldo, let's get Ronaldo and Bruno in. You know they're playing Norwich. They've got some good fixtures, and then suddenly we see like they like Kane and Son. You know they've just blanked again. Um, and yet they cost a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, if is that who would who would you, who would you pick out of Bruno and Ronaldo, and why? That's that's a tough one. Um, I think it's dependent on your the way your team's set up. Hmm. I think for me, I think I could pro- I probably lean towards Ronaldo, only on the basis that I've got currently Antonio, and. Well, so Antonio's blanked in the last three games. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think in the last, you know, six games, I think he's got one return. So, you know, he's not he's not where he should be. And he's, he's of course, um, you know, he's 8.2 8. million, so he's not cheap. Um, whereas Bruno Fernandes, I feel like um, I'd have to really kind of rip apart my midfield to bring yeah. him in. Um, so for me, it would be Ronaldo. I think I agree. Um, the only problem is, it, is that sort of... Um penalty situation isn't it it's, it's a little bit annoying that well we we, we believe that the community believes that bruno is still still has the penalties whether he does or not is a different different situation but yeah i think when you're looking at that when you're looking at the structure of your team um it does feel like you want you would want all the midfield slots um available to you if that makes sense i think you, obviously you know you've got the likes of son rafina um salah you know, the, the sort of list goes on of the, you know, the, the budget midfield. It's Conor Gallagher that's doing really well at the moment as well. And um, even Emil Smith-Rowe. So it does feel like there's sort of limited spaces in that midfield. Whereas up front, you know, like you said, you've got the likes of Antonio that isn't performing. Um, Tony, not flying, but he's nice and cheap. Gabriel Jesus, for those that own him, isn't playing that much. You know, you've you've got those spaces up front, haven't you? And and obviously, even the likes of even the likes of Jimenez, he's he he faces a tough set of fixtures as well. And there's a lot of owners of Real Jimenez in the community. So, but yeah, it does look like Ronaldo is is sort of my favourite favourite asset anyway. And it's it's a tough one. Um, to be honest, because obviously, and we'll 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 sort of merge into the Kane and Son situation as well, um, because obviously we have we have Kane now. Who, okay, Spurs weren't great um, against Leeds, but they still won. They still scored two goals. It's positive, isn't it? It's you know, it, it, it there there are some positives for for Kane and Son owners to take from that. Yes, but I think it comes to again, you know, we we look at potentials rather than facts and stats like if we look at you know currently Kane in terms of his performance and we look at Son Son is in in terms of who's performing at better at the moment it's Son Hmm. and if we and it's similar to you know when we were discussing the United assets you know their recent form at the moment is very poor um if we see in the next game or in the next couple of games where suddenly you know this the stats start going in their favour under Carrick that you know they're creating more chances there's a bit of more fluidity about them you know they're they're all interlinking quite well and from the midfield to attack all the way to the defense and you know they create more chances then perhaps you know okay we go for it but for me the Son and Kane debate was I based it purely on the the fact that Son was performing better 
and to get both of them in at, at the same time currently it, and for both of them not to be performing that's a costly that's a costly yeah. you know move to do to, to happen to you you know you're going to have to if you're going to bring in Kane you're going to have to make sacrifices elsewhere and we talk, as we talked about earlier in the pod in terms of the wing backs and and the defensive assets they're slightly more expensive and you know you're potentially sacrificing players that are in their best form they've ever been for a player that's not scoring but looks like he might score because he's got some good fixtures um so yeah you've got to be t- got to think about it carefully i think yeah exactly so with with son and kane obviously you know you've discussed it's difficult to get both in and you've also mentioned the fact that son you know he 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 is sort of that favorite isn't he, he you know he's he's cheaper you know he's like 1.8 million cheaper um which is a lot of money especially when um a lot of people need that money for going big at the back and stuff um and i think i agree you know i own son i don't own kane i've not really been tempted by kane that much um just because he he is that little bit more expensive than son and because i don't see much between them over the next few you know few game weeks and they have you know they have got some nice fixtures they've got three fixtures here they've got brighton crystal palace and brentford so i think if you were to double up if you were to buy kane and now you would probably be looking to sell in game week 16 which sort of times okay i suppose with the united run um, you'd actually be swapping Kane out for um, Ronaldo for Norwich in game week 16. Um, so I think if you're a Kane owner now, it, it's it's perfect in that you can bring in Ronaldo for that United uh, run of fixtures. And if you own Son, although it feels better because you've got more money, it's a little bit more difficult to then reshape your whole team um, so it's just a little bit more of a heads up, I suppose, this conversation in that if you are a son owner and you want Ronaldo, you need to sort of have a plan in um, place, if that makes sense. Yeah, but- I mean, it depends, doesn't it? Because a lot of people at the moment might have Jamie Vardy um, or it's likely that a lot of people have got a kind of premium striker that's... And most apart, I don't think there's any premium strikers right now that are actually doing it, you know, performing. I think unless you cast Jimenez as a as a kind of premium, so there is potentially moves there. But yeah, like you say, you know, if if you are looking to get in Kane, you're going to have to shake up your team a little bit here and there. I think also <laughs> the international break, it, it would have been easy to talk yourself into Kane. You know, you've seen him banging some goals, and then at the back of your mind, you're like. No, top goal scorer, top assister last season. You know, he is a player that could do it at any moment. He could suddenly change his form and bang in like three goals out of nowhere. But it's a risky one, isn't it, Lewis? To to, to at twelve point two million, I believe he is to to take a gamble. Yeah, exactly. It's all a bit pricey, isn't it? And that sort of leads a nice segue into the next section, actually, which is another premium striker and a, another player that could potentially break the template. And that's obviously with the return of Romelu Lukaku. He's now fully fit. Um, he has uh, United, uh, which could be interesting. Um, it shows as red on the FDR on the official app, but it's not. It should be probably a green in terms of attack. 
So we've got United, Watford, West Ham again, which might be tough, but then Leeds and Everton and Wolves and Villa. Um, so again, what what would what what are you are you thinking about Lukaku, Max? Because obviously, with Kane and Ronaldo, it's all it's all a bit messy, isn't it? Because they all have, sort of have good fixtures, don't they? Yeah, I mean. I think we know Lukaku is in terms of his uh, ability and what he can do. Um, I think in the actual, in comparison to Ronaldo, though, I think I was looking at it earlier in terms of uh, the stats. And I think uh, this season, you know, of course, uh, Lukaku's been injured, but you know, he's played, he's played seven games and he's got three goals. Ronaldo's played, I think it was eight games and he, and he got four goals. Um, so you could argue that, and with a change, a shake-up of manager, you know, have the bounce back, could could Ronaldo be the option rather than Lukaku? But I think what you've got to look at is a team that's in form and has got tons of creativity in, in the midfield and defence in the wing. You know, it, it just steers towards a player like Lukaku and just get on the end of it. I mean, even Timo Werner scored, you know, <laughs> mm. in midweek. Things are, you know, anyone can get it. Anyone... You just got to be there at the right place at the right time, I think, at the moment. And I think if Lukaku starts firing, he's going to be one of those players where you kind of you you have to find a way to get him in, otherwise you're going to be losing out each week. Yeah, a hundred percent. We'll have plenty of time to sort of discuss the premium strikers in the game because Lukaku, Ronaldo, and Kane, although they've had a bit of a tough time lately, um, they're so good, aren't they? And we could see them. We, we could see the whole template shift again. We could see Big at the back completely be ruined um, by, you know, these three big strikers um, performing because, like I said, Lukaku has a nice run of fixtures coming up. He's coming back fit. Um, Ronaldo has a nice set of fixtures in game week 15 and Kane has a nice set of fixtures now. Um, so, yeah, some 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 interesting plans to, to, to be thought out, I suppose, in that sense. And, I myself will be looking at either Ronaldo or Lukaku um, going forward. So, so yeah, I'd have to think of some sort of plan there. Um, okay, uh, that's it. That's we've sort of covered the big topics of the of of, of the game week coming up. Um, just wanted to sort of get to grips with where you're at in terms of setting up for game week thirteen, Max. So let's just have a look at your you know, your captaincy and, and, and what moves you could potentially make and stuff like that. Okay, so if I start off in goal, we've got Steele. We've got Rudiger at the back, Alexander-Arnold, Cancelo. Um, I have actually got White sitting on the bench at the moment. Um, but I would likely bring him on, actually. I'll just mention that in a second. But I've got Havertz, who I will be likely be taking out because I believe he's injured. Um and, of course, the return of Lukaku. I've got Emil Smith-Rowe, Son, Salah, Captain, Rafinha, Tony and Antonio. So I'm probably going to bench Antonio or even get rid of him altogether. Um, and I've got White on the bench. Now, I've kind of got in my mind, I'm, I'm, I've got a bit obsessed with uh, Benteke at the moment. Um, <laughs> Can I just say, and I know this is your part of the preview, but I have really been considering Benteke <laughs> myself. Like, it's it's understandable, and and the thing is, I I was I put a tweet out, and I, I was like the other day, and I was like, oh, just before the game with me, I was like, I think that I said I think I'm the only one that's considering bringing Lukaku, and then no one no one looked, and then after I was like, and then he banged in the two goals. I was like, the the reason why is because 
prior to last game week, I was looking at the stats and I was looking at shots and attempts. And I thought one one thing I was going to focus on in the, in the previous pod, Lewis, was attempts. And I think at the end of the day, a play, if a player's having more shots, he's more likely to score looking at it simply. And mm. um, Benteke, was, he had the highest amount of attempts in terms of um, for strikers. And and he's recently his performance has been good. Palace's form has been has been up there with the one of the in terms of um, out of all the teams, you know, they've got the best form recently um, with the likes of you know Wolves and and, and a few others. Um, so he's definitely someone to consider. And when you've got the likes of Gallagher who's in form, Zaho who's in form, you've got Eze returning, and you've hmm. also got Elisa. Well, I think I'm surprised he's. I don't know if I pronounced his name right, but I'm surprised he's not getting more game time because he looks so good when he plays. Elise, getting... sorry, Elise, yeah, Elise, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, sorry, I interrupted you, Lewis. But yeah, Benteke is a player that I'm considering, and if I do bring him in, it's likely that I will downgrade Havertz. I will take out. I've got Scarlet on the bench, who's just he's just there at the moment. He's existing. Hmm. He's four point five million. Um, and I upgrade him so because of course there might be a lot of rotation with the game weeks approaching. So I want to have a few, you know, players on the bench that could come on if necessary. So that's one potential move I'm going to make. But yeah, apart from that, Lewis, um, that's my starting team and a few transfers to consider. Of course, pending on press conferences and and the availability of certain players. Great. So so yeah, I mean, in in terms of in terms of where um, where I'm at for this week originally um my plan was to uh bring in um a striker for antonio actually so i was really i was seriously debating that um because antonio he's just not right at the moment i'm you know he's i'm, I'm not happy with him he's he's not performing um yes okay he has great fixtures soon but for the next four to six I think you could probably get away with owning Antonio because he plays Man City, Brighton and Chelsea in the next three. That's hard. Even Brighton, I would say that's pretty tough. Um, and then he plays Burnley, okay. He could, you know, he could do anything in that. But then he plays Arsenal. So for the next five game weeks, I think, okay, ownership is big. But I think he, we could still get away with it. I think we could look at replacing him. Um, now, I was potentially looking at um, Benteke, um, already spoken about Benteke. I was potentially looking at looking at him, and I was potentially looking at Jimenez. So for the next two, Jimenez will play Norwich and Burnley. Now, I wasn't too comfortable with Jimenez because it, it's two game weeks he has. He's got two good game weeks, and then that's it. Because and then it would mean sort of a one player transfer that would cost two transfers, if that makes sense, in the next three. Uh, free transfers that I have, so it sort of seems a bit time transfer consuming. With Bantake, he's he's sort of another one I'm a, a little bit on the fence about because he had a really good game actually last time out, and you know he he could have easily scored a hat trick. So I think he he got twelve points in his last game, and I think he got I think he got two goals, which is pretty good. Um, he was you know he was really good. He was dominant. Um, but then, obviously, in the two games before that, two points, one point, and then he got five points, and then he got nine points, which is okay. You know, well, it's it's good. Um, it's good, especially for a six point three million pound player. Um, but could that run be easily? I mean, better covered maybe than Gallagher. Um, I'm not too sure. It's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's a tough one. So my um, 
and then obviously we, we we heard about the Chilwell news today, you know, which obviously is a huge loss for for Chelsea and Chelsea. We just seems to be getting so many injuries at the moment, but we're coping, um, and unfortunately we're going to have to cope with Alonso in left wing back defensively. But what that means for FPL players is, although he's going to make potentially some huge errors, he is very go- good going forward. Um, his aerial his aerial ability is very good, and as you know, we. I think we're up there in terms of goal scores from set pieces, third or fourth, one of them. Um, but we look lethal in terms of set pieces, and he's he gets his head on absolutely everything, and he's also the creator. So I'm looking at Chilwell. Um, I'm thinking of potentially benching Antonio um, for now. He could still go, um, and I could bring in Alonso for that United game, or. Um, I could maybe avoid Alonso against Chelsea and go into that with just James, which feels safer. Yes, United are so poor defensively, but can they can they still nick a goal? I think they can, even against our defence. So maybe it's a case of benching Chilwell for now and then swapping that over next week when we play Watford. I think it's Watford that Chelsea play. And, um, and bring in a, a striker. Uh, so, again, the likes of Bantake or um, Jimenez. It's really tough at the moment. It's between, between Bantake, Jimenez and Alonso, my moves. Yeah. Jimenez makes perfect sense as well. I mean, Wolf's recent form is great. And, I've you know, he's, I think he's got six returns, attacking returns out of his last seven games, I think, Jimenez, which is very impressive. Um so it looks like perhaps he's starting to return his form that we we know of that he's cap- that he's capable of. So yeah, definitely an interesting one to monitor. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's what that's where I'm at in terms of plans. Captaincy is obviously Salah against Southampton. We have to talk about Salah, don't we? In terms of his EO, it's it's going to be two hundred percent for this week, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's one of those where. You got a captain and player that you think is going to get the most points, and every single week it seems to be it's going to be him. <laughs> so yeah, someone that I that I'm going to mm. captain. So 200 percent every game week for EO is just ridiculous, isn't it? And it, we just sort of now have to look to the rest of our team to sort of make up that ground, don't we? Yeah, I think like I said, you know, it's one of those where you've you've got to go for the players that are you know. That are scoring really well at the moment, um, which many would consider temperate players. But you know, you, the, there's a few players that you can fit in there that are starting to show form that haven't got as much ownership as they perhaps should have. That could help start gain some ranks. So yeah, definitely these sort of players are the ones that are the important ones that can definitely make the difference. Exactly. So so yeah, that's that's where me and Max are um, uh, this week. Um, it I would be sort of banking. On Gabriel Jesus playing against West Ham, um, Smith Rowe I like against Newcastle. We pretty much have a similar team, don't we, Max? Um, yeah, the bulk know. the bulk of our team is similar. I mean, we, yeah. So there's a few differences here and there, but yeah, um, very similar players. Hmm. So let's talk about uh, pick three. So obviously, I've not marked this week's scores. I've I've tend to do on a Thursday now um, after the Champions League. Champions League fantasy. Um, 
to sort of get that out of my head and then look look ahead to the new game week. And it was FPL Swap that won this week. So he's been a regular player now for quite a while. Um, and obviously, I just want to say, give him a shout. I just, I just wanted to give him a shout out and just to just to get you to follow FPL Swap on Twitter if you're not already there. He's a great account. He's always talking FPL. So again, give FPL Swap a follow, and we'll um, and yeah, we'll we'll focus on uh, the next round this week. It will probably go out on the Friday. Um, so yeah, where are we with? Uh, Dodgy different, dodgy differential, Max. Yep. So this week, uh, I'll release, of course, this week's video uh, as I normally do it later in the week. But in terms of uh, the dodgy differential this week, um, for me, I was correct with the dodgy differential, um, um, but incorrect with my differential, who was Bowen. My dodgy differential was Madison uh, FPL Kush, who took part the week just gone. I was correct with his differential Armstrong getting an assist and his dodgy differential being Umbramo. So, you know, at the moment, the appeal community is doing very well in terms of uh, getting the results right. So, yeah, something to definitely monitor, see if uh, see what the picks are this week. Great stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's where we're at, Max. It's, it's good to finally catch up. Um, I think me and you, were, we're sort of happy with the past two weeks aren't we? We've, we're happy with how progress has gone in terms of rank and, and, and point scores. Yeah, definitely. I think these next this next month or so is quite a big one in terms because there's so many games and there's a lot of decisions that can really make an, a, a difference. So yeah, hopefully if we, we make the right decisions and we make the right games in these next coming game weeks. Yep. So any tips for listeners this week, Max, in terms of t- transfer targets? Who, who would you edge towards for the listeners to um to transfer in this week well that's a difficult one that's a difficult one. i mean to be honest like i think the the point that you made about jimenez and i think jimenez looking at his stats in the form of wolves at the moment you know they just beat west west ham who are a team that's doing incredibly well and, and jimenez i think he's got six attacking returns in the last seven um mm. He's got Burnley up next. I know you might have to then take him out, perhaps for. But when you've got players like Antonio that's sitting there that aren't doing anything, and he's currently playing Man City, to to bring someone like him in is is de- is definitely definitely yeah. uh, worth it. So yeah, for me, I would probably say Jimenez. Great stuff, and I think I'd probably sway towards Alonso. I think I agree with Jimenez. He's a great shout, but obviously to not go with the same pick that you are, um, I would probably go Alonso. I think with the Chilwell injury, um, it sort of makes him a huge option now. Um, so yeah, so Alonso would be my target of the week, um, and and yeah, and that that ends this episode of the pod. It was obviously nice to catch up, Max. It's good to um, see where you're at because obviously you're having a really good season. Um, I'm not happy with where I am, but it's still plenty of time left. And are you excited for the? Um, the, the the loads of game weeks now coming up surely yes but i'm also a bit concerned to be honest <laughs> i feel like there's there could be like a random decision that i make that and or one decision i get wrong and it just completely mm. costs me um so i'm i'm quite uh i'm going to be careful in what i'm doing and i look at you know in terms of the players i'm bringing in the players i'm benching yeah etc so yeah this is a tire it's not make or break because you can always gain rank back but 
it's always you don't want to play catch up constantly. So ho- hopefully in these next few weeks we we make the right decisions and, and go from there. Yeah. So uh, a game week fourteen actually starts on Tuesday. So a mental turnaround. Um, so obviously the game week finishes on Sunday. We break on Monday. It's back Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then game week fifteen then starts on Saturday. So you have the Friday off and then you're back on the Saturday. Um, so yeah, it's going to be hectic, isn't it? Yeah, but it's always fun the winter period, isn't it? Yeah, busy, busy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll leave it there. Um, appreciate you guys listening as as usual. Um, and yeah, hopefully we can record every week going forward on the pod. And if not, we'll uh, we'll mention it on our podcast page. Again, yeah. appreciate listening. We got um, there in the end. <laughs> yeah, we got there in the end, and hopefully this recording works. <laughs> if it doesn't well <laughs> but yeah um so again thanks for listening guys and it's great to catch up with you max as usual yeah definitely and uh we will catch up with you guys soon 100 percent. see you soon guys cheers bye